your Saturday morning source for everything Huskers. Turn, hand it off to Minner, hit the backfield and drilled. Again, 13's there to make the tackle. Nebraska wins its fifth national championship. Giving you an inside look at everything going on in Husker Nation, this is the KLIN Husker Hour. Strike right, three called, and the Huskers are the Big Ten Conference champions. Got it, got it, underdog, and then one, exclamation point, now your hosts, KLIN contributor Cole Stukenholz and KLIN reporter Matt McMaster. Good Saturday morning. Welcome to a very busy edition of the KLIN Husker Hour. We've got crossover of like every sport going on right now, Matt. It's it's baseball and softball starting up. It's basketball hot and heavy. You got every I mean, spring football's coming soon. Recruiting news everywhere. I, I got a question for you, and you would know way better than me. And I, and I mean, this is why I love that you're my host. You're the you're in a encyclopedia of uh, Nebraska knowledge. Has there ever been a, a more crazy slash important weekend of Husker sports in general? I mean, like think about it. I mean, like in terms of. The football team, you know, struggling in the last 10 years. The basketball team has struggled as well. You know, there's been some spotty years with, with baseball, softball, and, and, like, women's basketball. Has there ever been a weekend that you can remember in terms of importance with everything going on? Baseball trying to get back on track. Basketball and women's basketball trying to start build the resumes. Has there ever been more important week weekend I mean, in your recent memory? Well, basketball, I mean, you have to go back to... Like nineteen season, eighteen season, sure. and postseason um, chances. Uh, ba- baseball has been up and down. Uh, football, obviously, yeah. up and down as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is this is definitely up there in terms of importance when you when you consider the whole picture. Yeah. Um, but right now, let's can let's consider just one picture, and that's Nebraska hoops. Uh, they are taking on Minnesota today. Uh, big big game. It's it's a chance for them to go over five hundred heading into March, which. I don't think many folks would have thought was going to happen the way the season was going at the end of January. Uh, and here to join us now to talk about that is the voice of the Huskers, Kent Pavelka, here on the KLI and Husker Hour. KP, it must be pretty fun to get ready for a game with uh, this much importance, huh? Yeah, it's been a nice prelude to it because we had, you know, we had a week between games, so there's been kind of a buildup and and anticipation for this one. It's a sellout. Um, it just should, you know, all the ingredients are there for for a, a tremendous afternoon now now you got to win the game right yeah uh against against a team that's uh you know playing its fourth game in eight days third game on the road this week in minnesota a team that's only won one game in the conference and so uh the you know the dynamics uh surrounding this game are a little different than they have been the last uh, several games yeah, no doubt. And and one of the reasons that this thing's kind of turned around uh, after the the injuries with Man- Manuel Bandamel and, and Juwan Gary has been the emergence of Sam Hoiberg. And he makes the huge steal in overtime. Uh, he had a big three uh, about middle, mid, late second half as well to, to kind of break a, a long scoring drought for Nebraska as well. What has Sam Hoiberg meant to this team and, and having him, you know, not only being the coach's son, but a walk on and a guy who didn't really play at all until those injuries? Well, he's just, I think, just emblematic of of what it's all about in terms of uh, what you want in a team, uh, you know, in that you've got guys that are, are getting ready and trying to prepare themselves for an opportunity. And, and so those guys go down and, and his, you know, next man up kind of thing, and he's ready to go. I mean, uh that that's what's been impressive to me is, and I talked to him over the summer a little bit about, you know, he wants to be a broadcaster. We're talking about that. And then, um, wants the coach maybe too, but, uh, we got done with the conversation. He was doing a, some sort of a, a paper for a, a class and started talking about the team. And I don't know what I said, but I, I almost got him uh, defensive. He said, Hey, look, I'm, I'm planning on playing. I, I'm not here just to you know <laughs> sit around for four years. And, uh, I, I could tell when I saw him this summer that, uh, you know, he had uh, every intention of taking advantage of an opportunity like this, and he has. I, he's really good player, you know. He, I mean, um, I, on the quickness scale, scale, I mean, he's he's a he's a really good athlete. Uh, but yeah, um, 
couldn't be happier for him and and uh, all the rest of these guys have stepped up in the in the wake here after the two two guys got injured. Who would have thought? You know, they lost six out of seven during that interim in there where they're trying to get back together after they lost those two guys. Um, it didn't look good. Now here you are, here you are, you won four out of five and three straight. Kent, it's Matt. I want to thank you so much for for coming on it, this team. You know, like you said, so improbable. No one really thought they'd be 500 in February, let alone with an opportunity to go over 500 heading into March. But they haven't been favored or expected to win a game since Queens in December. It, do you think, are you worried that that might change the mindset a little bit for this team, that that might get in their head a little bit, considering that over this stretch, it seems like they've been playing with that hungry underdog mentality? Yeah, absolutely, Matt. I mean, it's a new paradigm here. All of a sudden, you know, I'm running into people who are talking about, well, you know, win the next two, and you go in and win. You know, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's, how about when beating Minnesota first, you know? Um, uh, and and for the reason you just talked about, um, you know, as a, as a fan or, uh, you know, a fan base, the people that are going to be in here today, the players, you can respect the idea that you, you know, this is this is uh, on the surface a game that maybe isn't going to be as difficult as the last uh, half dozen have been. You can respect that and tell yourself that you got to bring it as a fan and a player, just like you know last week. But I don't know that you can. You know, I mean, um, I think it's inevitable that um, it's different because it is different. So. So now uh, you got to you got to figure out how to do that without that kind of a, a mentality and and and, uh, and paradigm. Joined by Nebraska ball voice Kent Pavelka here on the KLI and Husker Hour. Kent Casey Tominaga's last five games: twenty three point six points per game, sixty seven percent field goal percentage, forty five percent from three. 20-plus points in five straight games, the most since Ty Lue, seven games straight in 97-98. What's it been like to see Casey's star turn unfold in front of you? Well, it's been a delight. I mean, it's been, it's been uh, for, I mean, for me, but I mean, think about it for him. You know, again, before the injuries, uh, season-ending injuries to Bandamel and Gary, he was coming off the bench like seventh guy, you know. Um, I was looking at the stats of the game in Minneapolis. I think he played 12 minutes, took three shots or something. I mean, it, just the fact that he's on the floor now and, and kind of like Sam Hoiberg, you know, he took advantage of the opportunity um, when he when he was forced into action and he's just stepped up. And, um, you know, and I, a lot of the credit has to go to Derek Walker, I think, for for Tominaga's success. Um, because he's found him on, you know, Casey's game has evolved to more than just being a three-point shooter. He's uh, he's he can get to the rim, but uh, you know, the blocker has found him repeatedly back cutting to the basket, and um, so he's got a he's got a repertoire that uh, you know I don't think everybody uh, understood and hadn't shown. Um, and I think the the sin is that he's not been named Big Ten Player of the Week somewhere in, you know, <laughs> during these last three weeks. Kent, um, you know you've been calling Husker basketball longer than I have been living, in all honesty. And I I gotta ask you, with this team, it started as a defensive team. It started as we're gonna beat you sixty three to fifty five. We're gonna lock down the defensive ends, and and when we can get buckets, we can. But you know, with with the injury to Gary and Bandabel, now it's turned into this weird offensive juggernaut type of you don't really know how to defend them because you got so many different unique threats on the court. Have you ever seen a shift in mentality and a shift in how a team wins a game so drastically in the middle of the season before That's in all great. of your years of, of calling and watching basketball? It's a great question. I'm, I can't remember a season where yeah, number one, you had, you know, happen what happened to this team, you lose those guys and then you come back and, and you're 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 arguably better. Um I think they're averaging like seventy four points a game, something like that, in, in these last half dozen games on the year they're averaging well, I mean they they they've been scoring it to your point, but um I, I think in the in the end it comes down to you gotta give credit to 
Fred Hoiberg and, and these assistant coaches. I mean, they have, um, they had to revise how they get it done and, and they've done it so successfully. Uh, and again, let me complain again. I've been, I'm on this bandwagon too. How about, uh, you win, if you win a couple more here, isn't the Big Ten Coach of the Year maybe arguably the guy who's done most with the least? You know what? If if Northwestern wasn't having the year that they they've had, I would say a million percent. But he's got to get votes, right? I mean, without a doubt. Yeah, and the the problem with that is that you can vote uh, ahead of time. Um, yeah. But the deadline's going to be that that uh, the fifth or whatever it is when you play at Iowa, and a lot of guys, a lot of the voters will have already voted. But um, you know, gosh, if he if we win two games here and then you go into Iowa and he would win win that, I mean, uh, <laughs> that 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 would be uh, that would justify him being Big Ten Coach of the Year for sure. Kent Pavel can join us here. Uh, Kent, let's we'll get you out of here on this one. I know uh, you got to get uh, pregame stuff going. Uh, describe what it's been like for you to see kind of behind the scenes how. Fred Hoiberg has reacted to this turnaround in February. What what has he done that, that you've seen, and and how has he reacted to it? Well, I couldn't. I don't have uh, any more respect for anybody, uh, either in athletics or out of athletics, than I have for Fred. Um, he is he's a brilliant coach, just X's and O's wise. Um, again, I you know the evidence of that is doing more with less as he has been, and and the, and the the adjustments that they that they've made since those injuries um so he's a great coach um that i think that little nugget in here is to watch how these players uh have uh always how they how they respect him and and listen and bought into the idea that if if they play the way they're coached to play they're going to have a chance to win and they're and they're going to get better as individuals so they all know that and it's good to see that dyan- that dynamic. Um, I could talk about Fred forever, but I, you know, I think that um, I think we're lucky to have him. Good stuff as always, uh, Ken Pavelka. He's got uh, the call later today. It's Nebraska, Minnesota. The tip off is here today, two thirty p.m. You can hear pregame right here on KLIN starting at one thirty. KP, uh, have a great call, and hopefully, it's a little bit of, a, of an easier game, so you don't have to pass out on the air for us. All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks a lot. Coach just ran away from me here. I gotta gotta go. All right. Good luck. Hey, thanks again. It's Ken Pavelka. Go. The best. The best you know, living living legend. Hey, look, this game. I, you you asked the question. What about the mentality? This is literally the first time they've been favored since before Big Ten play started. Look, as a as a long time, long time Nebraska ball watcher. Uh, I I think I think I probably speak for a majority of the fan base when I say I'm I'm a little bit terrified. Yeah, of this game today yeah. because they have been. The scrappy underdog, like you, like you said, they they've played that role so well, and now they they can't play that role. Like Minnesota is by far the worst team in the conference, and and they were the only game they were the last game Nebraska won before that that run of really bad games that Kent mentioned, losing five out of six in January. They won that game up in in Minneapolis in overtime. Yeah, and now you got them at home. You have a sellout. You're on a you're on a four game win streak, three game win streak, one four out of five. Everything's going in your direction. Everything's everything's everybody's been singing your praises for a week, and they haven't had a midweek game, so they've just been able to kind of sit in all the success. Gosh, that just that just scares the crap out of me. I'll I'll say this, and my memory might be a little bit blurry because I've written so many Nebraska men's basketball games this year, but I wrote that Minnesota game, mm-hmm. and they were down at half. They were down at half, and, and they, they came back. But there were points, I remember distinctly there were points in that game where they were up, and it seemed like, all right, this is where you put it away. Hey, this is where you just end the game, where right. you're just the better team, and you go and you do it. And they did it. And and it, it I mean, it was it was tough down the stretch in the second half, and they, they ended up going to overtime. And even, I mean, they only, it was 14-12 to 12 in overtime mm. when they ended up winning the game. They only won by two. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different mentality. And I just, you know, back to when I played hockey, 
It was a different mentality when you play teams that you know you're supposed to lose against to when you know you're playing teams you know you're supposed to win against. Yeah. You know, when you when you think you're you're going to lose against a team, you're you're either going to surrender or you're going to be like, hey. We can do this. We can do this. It doesn't matter what you thought before this game. We're going to change the narrative of what people think about us and whatever. And you go out and you play. And frankly, that's what this Nebraska team, that's the mentality that they've played with. They got nothing to lose. And so it's, hey, we don't care that you're Wisconsin. We don't care you're Maryland. You, we don't care you're Rutgers and Penn State. You're all on the bubble. We're Nebraska. We know that we're good. We, we trust in our coach. We believe in our system. We're going to go and beat you. But it's different. When you're when you're playing a team that you know you're supposed to win, because you don't think about changing the narrative, you don't think about proving anything to anyone. You think of, oh my God, there's going to be a lot of people there. Hey, it's going to be fun. Hey, <laughs> yeah, they've known it's a sellout it's, since yeah. Thursday. Hey, this is going to be this is going to be electric. This is going to be a good time. And then before you know it, you're down ten. You know, with eight minutes to go in the first half, and you got to lock in. You got to be like, all right, wait, I got to play. We got to. This is a game. We got to. We we have to win this. You know, and the and the wheels could start running, and you can start panicking, and you know things can kind of fall apart, and then you got to do a full reset or what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a it's yeah. a whole trickle down effect of what is your mentality going into a game, and it's a dangerous, dangerous thing to play with because they could come out tonight or today rather and have a lot of energy. And, and play with confidence and be like, hey, this is who we are, or they could crumble. They yeah. could crumble in front of the biggest crowd that they've most of those guys have ever played in front of in, in a time where they have all this momentum where people are talking about an NCAA tournament berth, potentially, which is wild. Yeah, look, there's two, two thoughts that, that Nebraska ball fans kind of have simultaneous in their heads. It's, oh, God, this is going to end terribly. <laughs> Like, I, I hope, look, if you're going to the game, don't have that mentality. Try to get that out of your head now and just go in with supreme confidence and, and just be loud and be proactive. Don't wait for the team to do something to get you up on your feet and sure, nailing. Sure. Be loud and, and try to drive them forward. That's, that's the one thought. But the other thought, Matt, the other thought. I mean, <laughs> you want to dream a little. This fan base will dream a little. It's it's a it's a long shot. I, I know. Are we going to a break right now? Yes. Okay. All right. I didn't know if that was your break music. Yeah, we're that's, gonna we're gonna have to break. Ridiculous. Hey, you get a, you get on a win streak when you're Husker hoops in February, and this is what happens. All right. All right. Hey, uh, we got a lot to get to. Amy Just will join us. She's going to talk about the big volleyball announcement. Uh, we've got a lot of Husker football updates. We've got two, not one. You know about one, but two. Huge recruiting visits this weekend. I'm aware. All right. Maybe not you, but I'm talking to the audience. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So we've got that. Uh, baseball got their first win last night. We'll tell you how that went down. And a no-hitter for softball. It's uh, it's hot and heavy. It's a big, busy, busy Saturday morning. Stick with us here on the KLI and Husker Hour. We're back right after this. Giving you a complete review of the Huskers news this week. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio, 1499.3 KLIN. So much left to get to, but you already, if you're just joining us, you already may have missed Kent Pavelka, who uh, was on with us here on our What a great interview. If you miss any of the show, you can always head over to the podcast page, KLIN.com, or your favorite podcast app. It's the KLIN Husker Hour. Just search for it. Uh, We are not on the Facebook Live today. Kenny Larrabee will uh, hopefully be back with us next weekend. I miss Ken. He'll be back. I hope. um, We will uh, will have a special announcement uh, a little bit later as well about the show. Hey, so we we touched on hoops. Let's let's touch on the women as well, because they are hopefully... Back online after uh, a lot of second half or specifically fourth quarter woes, uh, they just blew Illinois the systematic out of the water. systematic beatdown eighteen systematic. to two and eighteen to three runs in the second half. They won ninety to fifty seven. Jazz Shelley, you love to see it. She's back when she's playing at her best. Can they be beaten? Probably not. Yeah, they they Probably. play Northwestern. That game is tomorrow. Uh, it is home. It is 1 p.m. It is senior day. It's the finale of the regular season, and then they are off to the Big Ten tournament, which starts March first. Real Wednesday. quick, real quick, because I know we got other things to hit. But that Northwestern game, massive last game of the season. They're on the bubble. Nebraska. I mean, they're going to need to win some Big Ten tournament games yes. to cement their NCAA tournament resume. But look, they allowed 59 percent field goal percentage in the first quarter to Illinois. 
Okay, and it seemed it was twenty six to twenty three, and it seemed like it was going to be a shootout. But then Amy Williams and her coaching staff, credit to them, they implemented his own defense, mm-hmm. and they ran this makeshift. I tweeted that it looked like a box and one with with no man to man. Then it turned into one three one. Then it was a two three. They were tra- It was this just weird makeshift. It was really hard to decipher what they were running, and I was just watching it. I wasn't even playing against it, but it was a base two three zone. From there, they shot 13 from 50 from the floor after Nebraska implemented the zone defense. You can bet your best dollar that they're going to come out on Sunday and they're going to run that zone defense again. And look, if they can hold teams to under 60 points, I mean, there's no doubt with that offense, especially when it's clicking, that they're going to be able to win some games. And that's exactly that number 25 win over Illinois by 30 points. That's the type of wins you need in February to get yourself going into March. Yeah, no doubt. So the the women are finishing up their regular season. Again, that's tomorrow right here in Lincoln. It's a 1 p.m. tip. You can hear that game over on B107.3. Uh, big announcement yesterday. Kind of caught me off guard. I mean, they had a big, they had the governor. There's a lot. There. Of, oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't know there was a lot. There was well, a lot of stuff that happened yesterday. The governor in in Memorial Stadium to announce a Wayne State Carney match in in Memorial Stadium. That's weird. Why would why would volleyball oh, for? <laughs> Get to uh, the point. Nebraska <laughs> volleyball in Memorial Stadium. It's happening, folks. It is happening. It's it's a whole system. Uh, volleyball state. Volleyball matchup uh, with with Nebraska UNO uh, as the the cherry on top. Before that, it's going to be a match between UNK and Wayne State, uh, and that that is going to start at four thirty. Nebraska UNO starts at seven into a concert with a yet to be announced nationally known musical artist. Right in the middle of the stage, they're going to do a special, Nickelback. Nickelback. They're going to do a special exemption for alcohol. Not they're going to try. Not submitted yet. They're going to try. Gonna, they're going to submit a request. Reported, uh, like reported did. by your boy. That's right. Just like they did for the Garth Brooks concert. Uh, so that is uh, that's huge news. I, my favorite part of this, Matt. My favorite part of this is, and Trev Alberts came out and said it. Right. Uh, we know that Nebraska volleyball is a huge deal. And they're a huge deal for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is their unbelievable sellout streak. Yes. And they've also, for a time, had the highest single match attendance record. And last year, Wisconsin set up a match at the Kohl Center, where, Nebraska, where Wisconsin basketball plays, and Wisconsin broke that single game attendance record. So Trev Alberts just said, okay... I'm going to take a Memorial Stadium howitzer, just load it up on my shoulder and fire it right at everybody else. You are never going to touch the attendance record again after August 30th. That is phenomenal. I love that he came out and just said it. It's like, I, 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 I got to find the exact quote, but he basically said, we're... We we don't want anybody even try well, yeah. to come at this attendance record after. And he said that it. on multiple occasions. I mean, he told that to reporters after Phenomenal. after the main press conference. You know, a group of reporters, myself included, kind of went up to him and, and started talking to him. And and that was one of the things. Someone asked, "Hey, is this going to be a pattern? Like, is this going to be something you want to do every once in a while?" And he goes, "Honestly." The you know the main reason we're doing this is so no one ever even tries to do <laughs> what we're about to do. So I was like, fair enough. It, it was so I was at the press conference. It was incredibly interesting. First off, I stood five feet away from Ted Carter, Jim Pillen, John Cook, uh, Trev Alberts, and and Ronnie Green. You could argue that those are probably five of the most and top ten most important people in the state of Nebraska. I mean, they was just, just needed Matt Rule, Fred Hoyer. Exactly, I mean, exactly. That was that was about it. I mean, yeah. you know, maybe a couple other big donors and 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 whatnot. I mean, Some it peeps. was it was a who's who yeah. of who was there, and it was crazy. I've never seen more people in that that little lunchroom area press conference cafe. Yeah, I can't wait till we get the act. You know. Part of the the big the big the go big red the big yeah, facility they're yes. building they're gonna have a legit press conference not that it's not legit already but it's gonna be it's yeah. gonna be nicer yeah but anyway anyway sorry veering off the point yeah. it was crazy I mean it was awesome it was a great press conference it was interesting though because Cook didn't really I don't think Cook really wanted to do it 
For Cook, it was, he's, hey, we're in the middle of the season. We're trying to win some games. We're trying to go back to the Final Four. But Trev wanted the pageantry. He wanted the record. He wanted the big event. He wanted to put not only Nebraska volleyball on the map, but just volleyball on the map in general. I mean, you you bet, you can bet that once August rolls around, this is going to be a national story, you know, no matter how many people end up showing. And it's going to be over the record, but it's going to be a national story that they are going to have this game at Memorial Stadium, and it's going to be a big deal. And I think that Cook, it took him a while to probably realize that, that, hey, it's more about, this is more than just about the game and about the season, but this is about everything that goes with it. And and not that he gave in, but he, he was like, you know what, let's go ahead and do it, and, and they're going to do it. Now, I will say this, this is interesting. I don't think they have a gauge of how many people are going to go. I, re- I really don't, because I I tweeted out the layout of what they're planning, me, me and a bunch of other reporters. They yep. put it right there half an hour before the yeah. official press conference. And Trev said to, to a couple reporters after the press conference, we want to move that stage, that court, back. The farther closer we can get to the 50-yard line, yeah. the more people we're going to have, the better off this thing is going to be. So he, he said, look, because they're going to build a stage. Mm-hmm. They're going to build a stage and then put the court on top of the stage, which is going to be a mad. They're going to need six days yeah. of Memorial Stadium in order to do that. His, his goal is we're going to put that in the 50 because we're going to have a sellout. And I think that this is going to be more about the event and getting as many people to the event as possible as it is about the revenue because I asked him, What's going to be with tickets? Are you going to do student tickets? Are you going to do season tickets? What What's the deal? And he goes, students get in for free. Or at least that's what he's hoping. He's hoping to get students in for free. Nice. So Yeah, you want the number. If, student, the if students number. get in for free, I mean, and you, and that's the same weekend of the opening season, the opening day of uh, Nebraska football, I mean... That's going to be a buzzing week. I mean, that's going and, and also too, only that's going to be syllabus syllabus week as well for UNL students. So no one's going to really be doing any homework or anything like that. <laughs> so there's going to be just students alone. There's going to be a lot of people there. Yeah, uh, couple that in with just how big of an event this is going to that this could be. People have been saying anywhere they expect forty to sixty. I don't think a sellout's out of the question. I really don't. I really don't think it's out of the question because you got to think too. Some people from Omaha or other places could, they could justify staying over in Lincoln because they can be like, well, we're going to do the, do the volleyball game. Then we're going to get a hotel. We're going to stay in Lincoln. Well, there's, a, there's a concert right after. There's I mean, a concert right after. And then have, we'll, if you have people who want volleyball, but not the concert yeah, or the concert, yeah, yeah, but not yeah, yeah. volleyball. But then they could stay in Lincoln after yeah. and be like, hey, we're going to watch the football game. And we're, that's what right. we're going to do. And yeah. we're going to have a great night. So. I don't. I can't. There's a lot, been a lot of conversations of how many people. I don't think you can put a number on it because I don't even think Trev knows. I don't. I, I don't know what Trev's expectations are. So, yeah. It, look, the the release specifically like lays out. Hey, Nebraska got the record this week, and then yeah. like two weeks later, Wisconsin got the record. Nebraska had the previous record for so, four years. Like it's it's very much on his mind, and I love the fact that he just sure. came out and said it. Like, another, another great thing, though, is during the press conference, I, I think it was Trev who said it, or it might have been Governor Pillen, yeah. where it, it was said, though, young boys dream about being Nebraska football players in Nebraska. You know, Nebraska, kids who grow up in Nebraska dream about being Nebraska football players. And he goes... Young girls now in Nebraska dream about being Nebraska volleyball players. Yeah. And this event, to put it on this stage with this many people to make it this big of a deal, is going to propel that. And it's not only oh, not only just great for volleyball, Nebraska volleyball, but just great for women's sports. And I totally agree. And Trev even said it before. He said getting the record was important. He mentioned Title IX was important. This yeah. is a celebration of, of Title IX sports. And um, it's incredible. I think it's incredible. It's just a great, great, it's a culmination of, of just Nebraska sports, Nebraska volleyball, yeah. and the dedication this athletic de- athletics department has shown to women's sports, and I think it's it's awesome. Yeah, it is. And, and another cool thing about it that, that they revealed, you're going to have Nebraska volleyball do the tunnel walk. Oh, 
out onto that'll be so cool the court, which would be really sweet. You think if you're a senior who just graduated this year, you'd be a little annoyed, right? <laughs> I you think, think, might, you think Maddie back. Kubik and, and Kenzie Knuckles are a little like, are you kidding me? One year after, and I uh, I miss it. They may not be in uniform, but if they're not doing anything, they'll come back just they'll to come make back. that tunnel walk. Oh, I bet Jordan Larson will probably come yeah. back and do that tunnel Heck yeah, walk. absolutely. All right, uh, we got Amy Just from the Lincoln Journal Star coming up. Uh, we'll hit on this volleyball announcement. The football, the basketball, all the news. We're running it down with Amy next on the KLIN Husker Hour. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Husker football, basketball, baseball, and beyond. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on 1499.3 KLIN. Extremely busy show. It's been a busy week. Has been. Busy time of year and uh, here to help run down all of that. On the line right now is Amy Just from the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, Amy, uh, how's it going this morning? Are you keeping up with everything that's been going on lately? I am, yeah. I even managed to fit in a seven-mile run this morning. It was super cold. Um, Amy, but, how did you how did you do that? That's like uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you say that, and then I look at my friends who ran twenty, and I say the same thing about them. So, yeah. well, I was telling Cole, I went I went on my first run in maybe four years on Tuesday, and it was phenomenal. And then I was like, all right, I'll go, I'll go later again. The weather just flipped on us. It was ridiculous. I can't. I'm not running in this. I gotta. I gotta wait till it's almost spring to start running again. Yeah, that's the problem with doing a 14 week training plan for weekend marathon weekend. It's. uh, I'm just doing the half. Um, Okay, that's good. But yeah, so we just finished up week four of the 14 week plan. So you got to run in the winter if you want to train for that, which sucks. I hate it. But anyway. That's... Back to the stuff that actually matters. <laughs> Nebraska athletics. <laughs> hey, and it's 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 been a little bit of a marathon for this Nebraska basketball season, and there's a lot of different stages to it. You had the the start of the year without Derek Walker, and then you got everybody healthy for a bit, and then Gary and Vandemel both go down. But now, winners of four out of five, they're favored for the first time since the Queens game. What is the vibe around Nebraska basketball, and and are you in this? Are you in the camp of Excited for today or more terrified for, for maybe an, uh, an unexpected loss? Because I feel like that's a lot of Nebraska balls uh, kind of mindset. You know, you every game is winnable for every team, but Minnesota is so bad. <laughs> like, and that, they're in the middle of a rebuild. They have some good players. They're just really young and inexperienced and make, you know, the mistakes that you make when you're young and inexperienced, right? So I think Minnesota will be good down the line. But they're just not right now, and that's okay. Um, so I'm not really worried about Nebraska today, um, especially it's a sold-out PBA, um, again, which is amazing. We love to see that, right? Or at 2.30 on a Saturday, that is mm-hmm. frigid as all heck, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be fun today. And uh, I, I'm excited to see who steps up. Um, will Chase have his, you know, six straight 20-plus point games? Um, will Sam Hoiberg play, you know, 30-plus minutes again? Um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they've been fun to watch. I was on vacation last week, so I didn't watch the Maryland game, but I, like, was just scrolling through Twitter and saw that they won in overtime. I'm like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> 
So it's been it's been fun to watch for sure. Um, just because you know that like Brad Hoiberg has said, like this has basically been three different teams this season, and they started like eleven different guys, if I'm not mistaken, which is insane, right? This is basketball, not football. So it's just. I'm impressed with what they have managed to rally to do here over the last month. Amy, I got to ask you the the big and maybe slightly delusional question, but I, I, I feel like it's it's valid. Is there a path? Is there a path to the NCAA tournament for this team? Is there is there a path with how no. well they're playing? Just, just no. be straight with me. No? No chance. I don't think so. I think... They have a pretty good chance to, you know, go to the NIT, which is awesome for this team. Like, you know, like a month ago, if you were to say, oh, this team could make the NIT and Fred, you know, is in coach of the year conversation for the Big Ten, I would have laughed in your face. Um, but they've rallied. They've become, you know, a stronger team than they were in the wake of the Juwan Gary and Emmanuel Bandemel injuries. And, yeah, I mean, could they could they make the NCAA tournament? I guess if they go on, like, an insane run and, you know, win the Big Ten tournament, which won't happen, but it's technically possible, I suppose. Um, so, but, yeah, no, I just, I don't think so. Oh, over, um, over a 1% ch- chance? You say over 1% or at actually, 1% or under 1%? I'm not a mathematician. Okay. Um, but the chances are very low. I would not bet on it. If you bet on it, I did not give you that advice. Okay. That's Amy Jess from Lincoln Journal Star, tempting fate with Nebraska basketball. Not worried at all about him today and definitely not making the tournament. We <laughs> yeah. got, got it on record. Sorry. Got it on Sorry. record. No, I no. Was, look. I would love to be wrong about the latter. <laughs> hey, start start pulling the clips. Start pulling the clips for March. Yeah. And start doing it. Hey, yeah. uh, sw- switching gears a little bit. Uh, big announcement yesterday. Weird that they would have the governor up in Memorial Stadium for a Wayne State UNK announcement for, for an August matchup in Memorial Stadium. But you know, it's to everyone's you know whatever they want to do. Um, uh, no, in all seriousness, a huge volleyball announcement. Just a show of strength for uh, for this state. To, to be able to put on an event like that and, and for Trev Alberts to just say, okay, Wisconsin, come at me now with this attendance record because you're not going to touch it after this event. What what was that an announcement like uh, for, for this state, knowing how big of a deal it is to to girls and women all across the state with volleyball being the, the destination sport? Yeah, so one of the memories that I have from my first game back here is I'm walking back and forth between Devaney and Memorial Stadium. And I, I kid you not, see more boys and girls peppering with volleyballs than I do that see them, you know, passing footballs back and forth. Mm. Like, granted, that's anecdotal. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. But I think that just speaks to, you know, how volleyball has into the culture here with the little ones where they would rather, you know, bump a volleyball around than throw a football around, um, you know, when they're tailgating and doing stuff like that. And for all of those, like, I found about those kids yesterday. I don't know them, but they have to be so excited at the opportunity to watch a volleyball match in the stadium that they go to all the time for football. Like, I got so many messages yesterday from people who either really care about volleyball or don't care at all and don't live here and don't quite understand. They're, I was like, they're, I got the messages and they're like, are they really going to play volleyball in Memorial Stadium? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, how many do you think will fit in there? I'm like, I mean, tickets are going for 25 bucks. So Matt called a sellout already. I mean, they're letting I, students in for free. That's going to be big. Yeah. That's going to be huge. And I think when we know who the musical act is, yeah. that'll solidify some things. Um, I haven't said sell out yet, um, but if it's like a well-known act that people really like and you can get tickets for 25 bucks, yeah. um, you're going. Um, but and obviously there's six months to go, but 
if you want to count towards the attendance record, you have to be there before the start of the second set of the Nebraska match. Yeah. Ooh. So you can't just go to the concert and be like, oh, I contributed. No, you have to watch more than half of the volleyball match, which why would you not want to? So depending on where your seats are, your view may not be good, but the video boards are going to be there. So it'll be fine. I think it's going to be a really just a fun day in general just to celebrate people, um, women, girls, and all contributors to volleyball in this state. I think it's going to be awesome. I just really, 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 really hope it doesn't rain. Yeah. Oh, God, I know. Yeah. So, Amy, real quick, back to basketball. Uh, you went to Kansas. You've seen a lot of good college basketball in your day. Have you ever seen mm-hmm. a player as as have as much fun and is as much fun to watch play basketball as Casey Tomonaga? No. <laughs> What what next no. question? Yeah, next question. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That was just that was my bad. No, I mean, look, I can elaborate. Like he, the the joy that he plays with is so pure, and it's just a beautiful thing to watch. Like, yes, does he maybe celebrate at the wrong time and uh, you know get toasted on the other end of the floor after his celebration? Yes. But I wouldn't change it for anything because it's just so fun. And it's not just fun. Everybody plays off of that. It feeds into everybody else's success. It feeds into the environment at CBA. Like, it's contagious in so many different ways. And it's awesome. And I think that's a big part, not the only reason, but a big part is to why Nebraska is feeling themselves right now is because Casey is feeling himself. And when Casey is hot, that makes everybody better. One uh, one more minute here with uh, Amy Jess, columnist for the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, Amy, it's a, a big visit weekend for Nebraska football. It's not an official visit, but Dylan Riola, number one player of the class of 24, he is here in Lincoln right now with the family. Can't meet with all the coaches, just his uncle. He's he's a coach, but he's also family, so that's allowed. But uh, yeah. There's there's uh, quite the quite the momentum building with with Dylan Riola in particular, but in general, we, we've heard from all the coaches now in terms of of media appearances. We've heard from Corey Campbell as well, the strength coach. What what have you gathered from all of the different interactions with this staff? Not just in re- in regards to recruiting, but just in the direction of the program in general. They they are operate under operating under, excuse me, a no stone unturned uh, type of philosophy. So obviously they're going to go after the Dillon Rayolas of the world mm-hmm. um, and going to put a very aggressive pitch at that no less. And you've seen that, right? Um, with them sending so many people down there, um, you know, soon after uh, this new regime took over. Um, and that will continue, I think. Um but they're also going to look at guys who may be unheralded and, or are late bloomers and don't have, you know, great junior tapes because, oh, maybe they grew six inches, you know, between when they were 16 and 17 and things have changed for them. So they're, uh, they're going to be aggressive in a lot of different ways. And I'm really excited to see how that's going to pan out. Um, but the types of guys they're going after, lots of speed. Lots of speed. I think that several of these guys um, in this class in particular are not only going to help out uh, the, the football team, but they may become Big Ten champions on the track one day, too. Yeah, yeah. So, whew, that's insane to think about. Um, so, there's a lot of traits that they're looking for, um, and they don't generally care about stars. Um, stars matter. Of course they do. We're kidding ourselves if we, if we say they don't. But I think that uh, they're doing a more holistic approach. Um, and I think that could be beneficial. But again, it's February. So who knows how these things are going to pan out. Well, you'll uh, definitely stay on top of it for everybody. It's Amy Just for the Lincoln Journal Star, columnist over there, uh, running down quite a bit here on the K-Line Husker Hour. Amy, thanks a lot, and uh, get get warmed up now after that run. Get some hot chocolate, whatever you need, okay? Yes, 
And drinking an iced coffee. That's that's just that the, the opposite. opposite that's just hey, counterproductive. You do you. That's yeah. cool. All right. Thanks a lot, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. That's uh, oh, good stuff. Ice Always great after a after yeah, morning run. On yeah, the, don't get hey, it. She's built different though. She's running seven miles in twenty degree weather. Real quick to her point. Yeah, Nebraska like recruited a, a dang four by four team <laughs> like in in yeah. this recruiting class. I mean, Malachi Coleman, Jalen Lloyd, Bryce Turner. You can't get much faster than those three. You know, add a well, fourth. He- they're trying. They're trying. You say you can't, but they're trying. Xavier Betts, too, could probably yes. be on that. I mean, Xavier was a really good track guy, too. Yes, definitely. Bellevue West, probably, all yep. the way, also. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap this thing up right after this. we got some more to get to. We haven't touched on uh, some baseball, first win of the year, softball, no-hitter yesterday. Got that running down. A little bit of football. We'll mm-hmm. tell you about the two huge recruits. You might know one, but not both. All right, right after this. with current and former Huskers and those that cover the Big Red. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio, 1499.3 KLIN. The last two coaches who had yet to speak in terms of the football staff uh, spoke to the media this week. It was Dvorak, Riola, and Corey Campbell, yeah. right? So all three of those guys, what were your takeaways? Quick hitters. Uh, Corey Campbell has been able to get some input on the weight room yeah. for this new facility. I think that's a big deal. Rob Dvorak, he talked about the guys that he's looking for. He wants long, lengthy, athletic, tough guys. Sign me up for that. That sounds awesome. Rayola um, said that you know from his takeaway from last year, the offensive line, is he liked that they got better. Every single game. He thought they continued to improve. He yeah. said the work continues. He thinks it's good that they continue to have a sim- like the same voice in there so they can continue their work from last year. Also, if you want a clinic on coach speak, you got to watch Dylan, uh, uh, Dylan. I almost said Dylan Rayola. I'm getting all the Rayolas confused. There's now. a lot of them. You got you to. Gotta, I know. There's even more now. Yeah. There's. um. Sorry, Donovan gave an absolute clinic on just coach speak. He was like, "Hey, how's the?" Someone asked, "How's the portal different? Like, uh, how how has that been for you? Like dealing with the transfer portal?" And he goes, "I've done my research." Next question. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I love coach speak. I think when someone you just tell me I don't have a crystal ball or it is what it is or we got to control what we control. Oh my god, sign me up for it. Well, and Riola, the only holdover from the last staff. Yes, he also yes. had some insight into some of those guys and and how they improved last year. That's he's the only coach that uh, has hey, that. Hey, than another another field. quick interesting thing from Riola. He said that they're throwing everybody in in all the positions. There, no one has a position right now. They're all yeah. learning how to play. All, all those positions of the offensive line, I like that. He talked about Turner Corcoran maybe playing center. I mean, yeah, that, that's it, a thing. So, like, it, it's... We it, all kind of have been Scott penciled in there. Exactly. Center, but it's interesting but that they're, they're, they're mixing He was asked about Scott. Is he a center? He goes, well, we're, we're throwing everybody everywhere, you know? So I think that's good. Before we get to uh, the softball and baseball, uh, real quick on Riola. So he's here, Dylan Riola, along with his father... Dominic. His father is Dominic. Yes. And his uncle is Donovan. Yes. The and, offensive line coach. And his brother. His younger brother is the 2026 quarterback who has a Nebraska offer. Yeah. I can't think of his name. Dayton. There you go. You, yeah. They're all D's. You just got it. Donovan, Dayton, Dominic, and Dylan. Nice <laughs> like, yeah. You weren't even looking at it, so you were looking. I, I no, 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 no. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, that could be like a Nebraska sitcom if they all end up coming <laughs> here. Uh, so he's one of the two big commits, or not commits, recruits. Getting ahead of myself here. Sure. Recruits on campus this weekend. Another one, very big, both in, oh, in yes. stature yes, and yes, in, yes. in moment. John Bull. He is a center, a basketball center, seven foot one. Seven foot one, one ninety. He is a five star. Yeah, twenty four seven. He's the number twenty national recruit for this coming season. He's at Sunrise Christian in Wichita, and he's on campus. So it's a sellout crowd. Nebraska's on a big win streak. You got the number one quarterback in the country and this seven footer. I mean, by the way, real quick, let's not B O L Bull. His last bowl, name yep. not related. Not related to Manute or Bull or bowl, bowl. Bowl. Yes, there's yeah. Just real quick for anyone asking, because that was a big question. Speaking of had. bowls, is Red Panda doing the halftime 
She she throws. Oh, that that would be the game, dude. <laughs> this is the game. This is the game. I've never. I've been to. I couldn't resist. I no. She has to be, or the guy who does all the balancing tricks. Oh god, I can't. I can't do the, the dogs. Amazing slot. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 I can't do the. The, the dogs do- are awesome. No, not this game. I would much rather watch the, the frisbee dogs no, than, than Slatic. The dogs. I feel the, like he's going to f- crash and let it, me tell you something. Everybody's going to see him die on the, the floor. The dogs are a mid-January game against you know Michigan, where you're down 15 at the half, and then these dogs with the frisbees are running around and jumping through hoops. And I need I need Red Panda for a big big bowl game today. I want to see somebody get the Porsche on the putt. One guy came really close. I know. I was that was one yeah, guy came super super close. close. All right, uh, softball. Us Nebraska played two games yesterday. Lost to Oklahoma State in the first one, and then the second one played New Mexico State. And Sarah Harness, the fortieth no hitter in school history. Uh, this is her fifth start as a Husker. So that's a pretty good. That's pretty good. Wow, Sarah how, Harness. How old is she? Is she a freshman? She's a freshman. She's wow. two and two on the year. Uh, Brooke, Brooke Andrews and Caitlin Canada each hit home runs. Nebraska won five to nothing. They are six and six on the season now. Uh, Nebraska They've had a tough schedule. By they the have, way. yeah, They've no, had they, an insane schedule. Started very tough. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska baseball. They got their first win of the year. They went o three and one in their first weekend down in San Diego, including a ridiculous sixteen to sixteen tie on on Monday. I should say uh, they had a couple of leads. Let them both slip away. One ended in a loss. One ended in a tie. Yesterday. They got a lead and they hung on to it this time. Nebraska wins five to four over South Alabama. Emmett Olson five and a third gave up four runs, only two of them earned. Five strikeouts, two walks, only two hits. Max Anderson and Ben Columbus were the big hitters for Nebraska. Well, well, Anderson had two hits, two walks, and then Ben Columbus three runs driven in. They actually didn't. He didn't get a lot of hits. zero RBIs on on or sorry three, three RBIs, RBIs on, on zero, zero hits. hits. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, that's just good baseball. Productive. Literally every single time I talk about it, when there's a guy on third and there's one out, get it in the air or hit it to second base, and that's exactly what Columbus did. It's beautiful baseball. It's how the game should be played. Took a hit by pitch on a loaded base as well mm-hmm. to get that third RBI. Hey, systematic win. Great, yeah. great job from the bullpen. Shea Shanneman stepped up. Jalen Worthy, Worthley got Shanneman out of a out of a big jam in the eighth inning, and then followed up by Kyle Perry making his first save of his career for Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, a big turnaround. That bullpen struggled. That pitching struggled against San Diego. That's that's the type of win where you get you put a little put a little juice in in your tires, put a little air yes. in your tires, pump them up a little bit, get some confidence. You'll get Jace Kaminska as the likely starter today, and Caleb Clark, the freshman lefty, tomorrow. Uh, Kaminska is a transfer from Wichita State. Uh, other guys who've really done well at the plate, uh, Dylan Carey, Josh Karen, and Garrett Anglum. Um, obviously, you've got Griffin Everett and Bryce Matthews back from, from last season and seasons before. Hopefully, those guys uh, start to swing the sticks pretty quick here. Uh, that one, uh, the baseball game, that is today. 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. Tomorrow is 1 o'clock. Yeah. You'll hear those right here on KLI. Well, actually, baseball over on the bone today. Yes. With uh, Husker Hoops on KLI. Yes. So, but you can day. you can watch live today on yes. ESPN+. Plus. There you go. All right. That is Matt McMaster. I'm Cole Stukenholz. Thanks to Amy Just. Thanks to Kent Pavelka. Great show. Busy show. Catch the podcast if you missed any of it. We'll be back next weekend with another edition of the KLI and Husker Hour. Go Big Red.